0: Hey guys, how are we doing? Uh, Welcome to Let's Talk with Matt and Johnny. I brought on board Sanjay Patel as our resident life coach. Just having conversations, contact with anyone who needs it,
1: um, or anyone who is struggling at the moment uh, with anxiety or anxious feelings or uncertainty or
0: fear. The aim for this podcast is to provoke everyone to get together and talk and hopefully save lives through conversation. This podcast has been created from multiple discussions with the three of us talking about mental health and anxiety. In this podcast, we'll be covering a multitude of different categories, from dealing with stress, how to overcome anxiety, to talking about current issues and what we're all dealing with today.
2: Bringing everyone together more as a community than ever.
0: We hope you enjoy our podcast. Thanks for listening. All right, cool. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk with Matt and Johnny. Um, This week, uh, we're going to be talking around um, setting up your own business and kind of going self-employed or or kind of doing a bit of a side hustle, kind of um, setting up your own own business from there. Um, Between us three, um, obviously the guys are self-employed and they run their own businesses now, but between us three, we've kind of all opened up our own businesses, run our own businesses, done our own little side hustle things before, um, and... um, basically we're just going to be talking around the the kind of struggles and also the the, the benefits of, of going self-employed and doing that type of things. But, you know, really over this period of time where a lot of people are, um, you know, being furloughed or they've been made redundant, unfortunately, or, you know, or they're finding that actually they've got a bit more free time and they're feeling like they, they want to kind of do something different, um, are kind of using that time. So, um so yeah guys, um Johnny, I'll probably start with you, pal. What's what's the you know, obviously you starting your business and you started it, what five, five almost five years ago? Um you know, and, and how have you how have you found that, you know, obviously uh setting, going out on your own and setting up your own business? Um
2: at first
0: <coughs> scary. Um
2: so I worked in gyms, built up a client base within using gym programs. Again, social media, just putting out free content, i.e. free fitness videos, etc., to try and build up a following. Um, then I remember taking the first step when um, I really didn't enjoy this job that I was doing within the industry. And the only way I was gonna make better money in the industry, being from a gym manager, from a gym instructor, was actually going self-employed. So I uh, took a big step, it was a big step forward. because um, I was quite, well, I was quite young, Oh, what am I 27? No, so yeah, it was quite a young age to take that big step and go self-employed. Um, obviously, we did the boot camps with 4D, so that was a massive help for me building a client base in my area of Thatcher Maneuver because we had like massive numbers, yeah. Um, and then sort of took them with me, uh, and then built on from that from word of mouth. But um, you know, I've had good people around me to support me. Uh, one of my mates does my accounts, which is a massive help. Um, I know a few people that do like videography stuff for me, taking pictures. My sister takes pictures for me. Just getting the word out, mm. just getting the build up—it's been a struggle. It's not been a smooth ride at all. But you know, when you're self-employed, you live and learn from the mistakes that you make, or, uh, or the negativity that you, or the feedback that you get from individuals. It's, it's how you deal with that feedback as well which yeah. makes you a better person to run your own business
0: yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. and again that you know what you what you were saying there about a good support network as well i think a lot of people that if they're you know thinking about going self-employed and and sanjay with with your own podcast as well and i'm, I'm sure we'll get onto that as well but there's a you know um, and if you haven't listened to it, Ignited Mind podcast is, is unbelievable. There's some really, really good inspirational stories on there. And again, obviously Sandra will get into that, but, um, but yeah, again, it's, it's having that support network around you, which is such a big thing Is actually people being, you know, fans of what you do, um, and, and, and actually supporting you and, and, and kind of encouraging you to, to move forward. And also as well as having people, friends that will be willing to do things, you know, for free and being able to support you and doing that but, you know like I say with your sister doing some of the photography and um you know things like that that as well is is that's another thing that you don't necessarily have to worry about is something that you can market your business that somebody is quite happily will do and, and loves doing it and that supported you you know going forward as well which is a, which is a big thing and again obviously again people doing you know the accounting and obviously you know, um, you know, getting all of those and that kind of support network around you is, is a, is a massive thing and having those, you know, like we've said on pretty much every single episode is having like-minded people being there to support you as well. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Sanjay, obviously you've set up your, your own, um, you know, life coach or transformational life coach business, um, from working in London, like we've talked about in previous podcasts and how have you, how have you found it, you know, going out and, and doing your own thing? Yeah,
1: I mean, look, there, there, there's so many things I could say about starting your own business, running your own business, building your own business, scaling your own business. Why you run your own business? I think the the one thing which uh, is coming up for me is that anyone I know who starts their own business, it, it, or the people that I know anyway, they haven't done it because they wanted to earn money. Does that make sense? Mm like Johnny, take you as an example, right? You did it because you loved fitness. I do it because I love transforming people's lives or helping them transform their lives. And every, every other business owner, it's a rare thing to meet a business owner who just, is just doing it for the money. And that's one thing which I think a lot of people see before going into running their own business is that I want to run my own business because I want to earn as much money as possible to give me the life I want. It doesn't work like that at all because you're running your own business. The, 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 everything is just on you everything's on 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 yourself to build your own business and do what you love every day and i tell you what it's just the same as when i was working and being employed oh, i i always thought like i'm just lining these business pockets like these owners business pockets with money because that was working in like business development and sales and, and selling houses and stuff like that and i just thought like this is just not not for me it's just not for me so yeah i just think like anyone who wants to run their own business or is thinking about running their own business look at what you love doing what lifestyle you want and what life you actually want to build for yourself before just jumping straight into something but then again it's all it's all trial and error like johnny said like i've learned so much like a whole load of stuff which i didn't even know was even even existing or even possible but you learn as you go and the journey of an entrepreneur i've I've made a video like the line is like down it's a little bit up even further down then you have a massive peak then you have a massive drop you know your journey is just all over the place but that's the best thing about it and i think if you're able to embrace the journey then yeah
2: you can you can do what you love every day 100 it's um one one thing like cutting in from what you just said i think people go in self-employed thinking they can make massive money is they look at products or they look at people as pound signs and yeah that doesn't come like if that comes across then that business won't be successful like you say, you've got to share your passion. If you're passionate, I'm passionate about transforming people's physical appearance, physical look, mental um, mental state as well. And that comes across. My energy comes across. Now, if that energy doesn't come across, in my mind, you're not, you're not going to be successful at all. Yeah, 100%. But People what's the just think that they build up as client base and then here comes the money into their account.
1: Yeah, I yeah, mean, don't get me wrong. Enough. Johnny, I've seen businesses like that. I've seen people go into mm-hmm. business, make a, a whole load of money in the year or first two years or three years, but then that's it. It kind of just drops off and it's not sustainable. No, right? Right. It's not sustainable long-term. And mm-hmm. really, are they enjoying it? Like, you know, it, money's a massive, massive thing when you're running your own business because it's, yeah. uh, it's either going to make or break you. And ultimately, yeah, yeah, money yeah. is important because you need to live. You need to feed yourself and your family. But at the same time, like, imagine just doing one reason why I got into what I want to do is imagine doing something you love every single day of your life. Yeah. That's the, the dream, feeling. right? It's best not, feeling in the
2: world. You best,
1: exactly. Best feeling in the world. Best. I don't, I
2: don't set my f- twenty to five alarm to get up. I, I, I couldn't bother. You know, I get up 25, 25. I get up in the morning to motivate 25 people. I turn it up for my business, for me, for my skills, to make them feel good. That's the best feeling in the world. Mm. Yeah. Best feeling in the world. That message that you get because you've put in like years of work saying, I love your classes, I love the energy that you give, you're so motivating. Um, you no, know, that, that person's been coming for three years, or you get a testimonial, that means the world to me. That will yeah. just keep me going for a number of weeks. It's all about that, it's just that one line, isn't it? That we've done before. Yeah. What's what the best yourself, testimonial though? you've got oh. that sticks out for you? Oh, one, but the best testimonial I've got is one of my clients who, well, basically I, met, I specialise in cancer rehab. So it's a client that's now doing four classes a week when she couldn't even lift her right arm up because she had a number of lymph, moves, lymph nodes removed from serious breast cancer. Wow. Um, so the testimonial from that was quite emotional and I don't really cry with testimonials, but that was a real toucher that really yeah. touched me. When I first met her, a mental state, she wouldn't even, she wouldn't even look at, lift her head up to look at me. Mental. But that was just constant hard work. Every session, every hour a week that I saw her at this class. And she, I'll never forget, she sat down and she said, Johnny, I've seen your social media and I'd love to be in one of your boot camps one day. Now that first boot camp was about a year, year and a half after I met her. And she come into that class and at the end of the class, I've never seen a big smile like it. And she just come up to me, she put her arms around me grabbed me tight and said, you saved me. And I'll never, ever forget that. Wow. that so powerful. Jesus. And, you know, that, that sort of stuff, them comments, them testimonials keep you going as an individual because it is lonely. Sometimes it is lonely bit running your own business because sometimes you think you're all on your own. But when people are giving you that, that feedback, you know, it goes a very long way. Hmm. And, it get, and it just makes you more passionate. What else can I do to, next step to help? More people. Mm. So, so,
1: you straight back into amazing. your why as well, like why you started yeah. out doing what you were doing yeah. when you get stuff
2: like that. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, that was powerful. That was amazing.
0: Yeah, no, really, really good. And, and I think the, the, the main thing as well, and, and you boys have already raised some, some very, very good points, but also as well is that is the, you know, not being afraid to fail, you know, and also saying actually like yeah. some things just don't work out. You know some things that you might do, or that you've started to do that you were initially really excited about, um, and saying, "Oh, this is going to be really good for the business. This is great." And it might initially be good, but or, or seem quite successful, but it might fizzle out. And you've got to adapt. And that's the thing is that is not you know not just you know accepting that things will fail because things will. You know, you you watch a lot of these things you know we talked about Gary Vee in a previous podcast and stuff and saying that actually you've got to you know when you go into business it doesn't necessarily mean you've got a business idea or you're you know same with with you guys with your professions there are people out there and a lot of people out there that do a similar thing but it's you and your energy and, and the way that you teach or the way that you come across is why people will gravitate to you and a lot of things is that you you've got to also accept a fail like I say Johnny that you know obviously knowing your career you know very well is is that there's certain things that you've done over your career that you just go actually do you know what I probably don't need to put as much energy into that I don't need to you know yes okay it's it was good a year ago and it's and it's okay but it's not actually do I really need to spend all my time focusing on that Rather than actually saying, actually, I could probably be a little bit smarter by, you know, working that way. And it's just being able to adapt, isn't it?
2: It's, um, so I used to do tons of hours. So I used to talk to them. and I said, like, I was doing like 10 hours of PT a day, which is great. But you know what? Yeah, it was good money, but it's not consistent. By the end of the week, someone's paying me X amount an hour and I'm not giving that 100%. I'll go away feeling like I haven't done my job. Yeah. not it's not about it's about the quality, not the quantity of work. And that's one bit of advice I'd give. If you're just becoming self-employed, yeah, you've got to grab the work while you can. But when you get really busy, don't just bring it all in because you just make yourself look silly. Mm. You won't be what? giving your your time vigilantly to that person or that class, no, and then that repetition reputation just drops and falls on its ass. Mm. I've had that one, I've had that once, and I'll be honest in my career where in my, since I've been self-employed, whereas someone has noticed that, uh, didn't really enjoy that, Johnny. I was like, why? He said, well, you're not yourself. It's because I was doing ten hours, ten hours, ten hours, and this was a Friday afternoon. I was just, I was fucked. <laughs> my mm. body was done, and that's what I've. Like, you know, and then I learned from that. You know, you know, you've got to think, you've got to think about maintenance of your body as well. That's what I'm gonna say,
1: mate. I so resonate with that. When I first started out my um, coaching business, I was, I was coaching for like. 10 12 hours a day like pretty much straight through and that's a lot of talking a lot of conversations back to back as well and what I realized over time that I was just like getting to the fourth or fifth conversation not even like the whole way halfway through the day and I was knackered my mentally I was so exhausted and I was going into these next conversations thinking I can't really can't I can't do this I really can't be bothered to do this and I did it anyway but then I knew little well by the off chance, none of those ones are my clients now, you know, um, because there was just no value there. I was so mentally exhausted. Now I've just slowed right down. I have a minimum uh, number of clients I work with and I serve them so powerfully and I so I enjoy it so much more like now rather than just trying to exhaust myself because that's what that's what the hustle mentality was. Not for everyone. Look, it's not for everyone, but you've got to make sure you're just like, for me, it was just doing what? Doing what was in within my within my means, and like Johnny said, like just fill, I was filling up my cup first before pouring out to anyone else. That was main priority. Not exhausting myself, then pouring out because it didn't work. I had nothing yeah. to give.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's a, I think you know we're saying about setting up you know your own business or potentially thinking about that or you know in the future. And again, it's all these types of things you got to think about. You know, and and actually thinking that um, you know it won't always work first time, you know, listening to your podcast as well, Sanjay, you know, and and you're saying that there was, I remember listening to, to one of the girls where she was saying about setting up her own business and wanted to get it running in the first like three months and it actually took like nine months to actually fully get kind of going or any sort of traction and and kind of really realizing that actually it's not going to take off straight away. It's not going to be an instant hit. You know and and again it's there's so many different things that if you were to go into different industries and you've got to think that um, you know some of these industries can, can already be quite flooded with a lot of people already delivering a similar service so you've got to either stand out but then also understand that you you're not going to get people straight away it's not going to be something that's going to be an instant hit and and i think a lot of people um and again i was you know i was guilty of it when i was younger i run my own business selling fitness equipment and various different things you know and and that was even whilst i was doing the pt side of things you know and i just thought oh yeah i've, I've set up this whole supply chain i knew what i was going to do but i just thought that people just wanted to buy the kit all the time you know it was like oh you need that yeah that's fine but they were like yeah but i could also buy that from amazon and i'll get next day delivery well yeah but you know and that's the problem is that you've got to think that actually if you're going to sell a product or you're going to sell something is there somebody already else doing it and also to understand that it's if you want to try and do it yourself then you need to put your time and effort into it initially as well you're saying about a lot of people putting too much time into it but also there's other people that probably don't put enough time into it and just expect it to work
1: Mm. we live in a world where we want instant gratification we can get it so easy, right? So we, these days, social media, internet—you can get all the answers so easy. We live in a world where we want instant gratification, but realistically, it's funny what you said, Matt. Like every single podcast guest I've had that spoke about their business journey, every single one of them said exactly the same thing. When I first started out, I wanted to—I wanted to be successful within three months. I wanted to get up and running within uh, two also- months. I wanted answers straight away. But then, every single one of them said it took me two, it took me three years. I'm 11 years in and I'm still learning. Like Mm. every single one said the same thing. Yeah, and It's the same mentality when you go into business. And I think sometimes you kind of have to go through that. I've been through exactly the same and I'm still going through it now. I'm still learning. I'm still thinking I'm doing stuff wrong. Nothing's perfect. But now I've realized that I'm just trying to embrace the journey rather than embrace the end goal, the end result. It doesn't work like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I always say, you know, it's like, um, you know, when I started business, even when I was, you know, doing my PT business and and things like that as well, that you know, you in your first year you would probably need like kit or you need to, you know, do this. And sometimes within your first year, if you've made a, a success or a profit and everything else within your first year, you're doing all right. You know, and that's the thing is that actually just trying to make a profit, or just trying to get your reputation up, or, or you know, you started off with say five clients. Johnny, you, you know, by the end of the year you're on fifteen to twenty clients. You're like, I'm doing all right. You know, I've made progress, and that's the thing. And not expecting going right, and like we said at the start, saying it's all about money, and going right. I need to earn four thousand pounds a month or whatever, which is much more than what they would have earned by doing a full-time job, you know, and then they go, oh, okay, I want to earn 4,000 4, a month, but it's going to take me, you know, I need to do this much to get to that point. And that's the model. It's not going, no, actually, what I need to do is I need to progress step by step, which is again, where you guys have, have said, you know, you work really hard at the start. And that's, but at least you've kind of, again, it's adapting, isn't it?
1: For, I mean, for anyone else that it was one, one thing which came to me you just said Matt for anyone else that's listening to this that isn't a full time job that is thinking about I want to start my own thing that have a regular income a consistent income be prepared and Johnny I know I know you would be able to resonate with this be prepared that you know your first year or first two years you're going to have months where there's potentially going to be no income you're going to have months where you're going to have really good months and then for the next three months you're going to be really shit and then for the next month it's going to be really good it's so up and down as opposed to having a consistent paycheck every month. Be prepared. Yeah. One thing my coach really told me is like, be prepared, have six months worth of finance. So you're good. If you have a really shit month, you're okay. But you know the next month, because the last thing you want to do is start worrying about putting food on your table or paying bills and stuff like that. I don't know yeah. if you resonate with that, Johnny. I oh,
2: Mate, I'm going to tell you a story. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, here we go. <laughs> so um, my apprenticeship—I'll never forget this. I was on two pound hour, two pound fifteen hour, and I was traveling from Thatcham to Wokingham in my Peugeot. It was just like my old Peugeot two oh seven, whatever it was, and uh, rinsing my fuel. So literally, my wage, my eight hours of cleaning equipment, uh, you no, know, gathering experience in the gym for what was it? Nearly a year was all going on fuel. So I was earning nothing at all. My full-time wage was coming from a colop in Thatcham Broadway. Stuck in shells, and <laughs> that was my full time wage, and I'm, that was about four hundred pounds a month. Right, I out of that wage, I took a hundred pound out. My mum and dad weren't charging me rent because I was not, because they were like, you're not, you're not earning enough to yeah, pay for. Yeah, me. yeah, just sat indoors at the weekends. I took a hundred pounds out of that four hundred pounds to buy myself one bit of equipment every month. So it might be a kettlebell one month, dumbbells another. And that, that <laughs> I'll never forget, the equipment just built up in the garage every month. So one set of dumbbells, nothing else, because I couldn't afford anything else. If I was going to have a life, I'd have to live off the, the £300 left. Anyway, then I've got a, and then I've got my first full-time job, and i got my first wage packet, which was uh, £1,000, and I couldn't believe it. So I went out and bought two bits of equipment, and I built my equipment up with that. Then my dad was like, what, what, can you earn any more money in the gym? I was like, I don't think I can. Like, Gym manager, you're not earning amazing, like amazing money to even like progress to, work, to get more j- later in life. And he was like, maybe you need to go self-employed and set out on yourself. Maybe that'll work in this area. So I re- never forget. So I used to work six o'clock in the morning until half past two in Lodding Valley. <laughs> and I used to go home, get changed, then work from about four until about nine o'clock doing PT stuff, or branding, or posting adverts through letterboxes. Now that was a long time ago, and probably wouldn't go around there posting through letterboxes, <laughs> <laughs> that was old school, but that's what I used to do, I used to pay. That was, money your, money that was your hustle? That was my hustle. Mm-hmm. And I just built my business up, and my gym manager at the time at Loddon was fantastic, and as my business got a little bit more busier, he allowed me to reduce my hours, to spend more time. So I still had that salary, in the gym, but I was just slowly building my business up. And when I was comfortable and I was still living at home and my mum and dad didn't charge me rent, I then went out and got my, built my confidence out of building up a business myself. When I was earning a, a decent amount of money, then I started paying rent. So I was thankful to my mum and dad, really, because they're not rinsing me with rent living at home. But it, that's, that's how it become. And I'll never forget that. And I'll never yeah. always look back on that, always.
0: Yeah. No, definitely, and, and well, I mean, I was there. I was the one training you uh, yeah, while yeah. you were while were doing that apprenticeship, and I right. was like, Johnny, I was, and there was, and there, was so like times, there was so many times. There were so many times where I just went, Do you know what, Johnny? I just, I just like it. It was like I'd rather actually, if it, you know, sometimes, Johnny, you came in when you weren't even working. Cause I was, I had like four or five in my portfolio. So when I was working, I when I was working, I said, oh, I'm going to be in on Wednesday and I'm going to see four people in that time. I'm going to split over two hours of time for each person. Right. And Johnny's like, Matt, I'm not working that day. And I'm like, mate, like I've got a full diary. I'm not going to be able to see you for like another three, four weeks, like whatever. So there were so many times where I said, actually, I'm going to be in this place, which is around the corner or closer to try and get there but it was other times where johnny just he just decided to drive and this is what? like and i say you know people that are listening that don't know that distance it's, it's a good like 20 25 miles um distance of of going from you know johnny's home to to the place he was working on two pound 50 an hour no one no one not if you said to a kid now right and you said right you're going to do this job you're going to get all the training you need right? It's going to be totally free. Normally the, the training's like two and a half grand, three grand or whatever. The training's going to be totally free. You can do it all, but you're going to only get to get paid £2.50 an hour. They go, sod that, not doing that. But Johnny came in on his days off. He'd met me at other gyms and things like that because it was mobile. We could do whatever we wanted. But that, was, that was, you know, again, is, is putting that work in at the start, doing your training, doing that. And the same thing with you, Sanjay, as well, when you did your, your life coach training, you were, going up to London, Perfect. doing the training, you were doing it. You spent a load of money doing the course, got, you know, got on the, the best course you could because you knew that that was going to put you onto that that mm-hmm. platform that you knew it was going to be good. So again, if people are thinking about doing a, a business and they need a skill or they need a, to learn something, Perfect. don't just buy something that's cheap and shit. Perfect. Just mm-hmm. do something that's good and make sure that the people that are training you are also good. Like. Yeah it was also as well as that you could, you know, and again, even if, you know, me, I'm not trying to play my own trumpet here. Let me put um, the wrong person but to train me, flip it out. The thing was, the thing was it worked though, wasn't it? Cause it, cause it, you know, there's so many people that, you know, don't want to learn something new because they either hated school, or hate college or whatever. And, you know, and again, it's picking something you're passionate about, which also helps. But, um, but again, it's something that you can, you know, by doing that training, you're just do do the right thing. Spend that little bit more money if you can just to get the right training at the start. And mm. then then build it up. And like I say, you know, initially by doing that training and everything else, it, it might cost a load of money to, to do. You know, like I say, to be a PT, to do it properly, you need to spend about three grand, become a fitness instructor and then a PT, you need to spend about three grand. This course is out there for four or five hundred quid. And it's like, well, what are you getting from that? It's just a, you know, it's, it's not a good quality, but that's what floods the market. And people think, well, you're a PT and you're a PT. They don't see the, the actual knowledge that's behind it and everything else as well. And it's the same. It would be the same with you, Sanjay and your profession as well. I'm sure
1: there's a massive, Johnny, there's a massive lesson learned with what you just said about sticking leaflets through people's doors and stuff. Yeah. Putting in that graph work. <clears throat> so putting in that graph work right at the start. And it just reminded me of like, when I was, when you said Matt, when I was doing the course, the course was over six months, but, I was working a full-time job, nine to half, five every day in London. Mm -hmm. I was waking up early in the morning, like six o'clock in the morning, to do a coaching session before I went to my day job. And then when I finished my day job, I'd have to rush home because I've got two coaching sessions in the evening. And I'd try and fit in dinner in between. I mean, I was putting in stupid out. And I was doing this while I was in London. I remember like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'd have one day off in the week, one evening off still doing my day job then generally i'd have like the weekend where i do saturday morning i'll do calls but then i was like i was doing videos as well so i was having to learn about videos and create content so i spent my weekends on creating content and creating videos and it was just constant 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 but and i was coaching for free then because i was only learning for that whole first year i was doing it completely for free just to build my experience up but if i didn't put that graft work in right at the start i probably wouldn't know what i know today I probably wouldn't be where I am today. And then <laughs> it's the point where he, Matt said, investing in the right course, that course resonated with me. It was the core skills to being a proper coach. Yeah. And then investing in my own coach as well, like doing that was a complete game changer. So there is, you've got to be savvy about it, but there was a lot of decisions which I made which were wrong, but you've got to be prepared for that. And that's just going to happen because that's it's kind of what it's all about. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I loved it. You've got,
2: you've, got to prepare to, you've got to be prepared to work hard, basically
1: yeah exactly. it's not going to come to
2: you on a plate and go whoosh there we go yeah if you don't go out and get it you're mm-hmm. not going to be successful
0: yeah exactly and unless someone's like literally handing you down a successful business that has already got a good reputation has already got all of that you know doing all of that starting from scratch is such hard work and you know, like I say, if, as long as people are willing to put the graft in, it's it, it can be so rewarding because you know that you've done it. Because like we're saying, you know, he's talking about dropping leaflets and stuff. When we started doing the boot camps and things like that, we created this whole like banners. We got all of these things done, mm-hmm. these like half decent like leaflets and stuff. I probably had about a thousand of these leaflets just at home. And I was just literally wherever I went, I just took them in my car. So if I was in a, an area that was nearby to where we were doing them, I'll just go and into like four or five streets and just go and drop them through letterboxes you know my local street or the local streets around me when we were doing stuff you know in in reading as well it was um but yeah it, you know i was i was putting him in gym so i was just saying i'm just gonna just leave these here you know all of that that is just being able to try and do something that's not massively expensive but it's also just to kind of get the word out there if you even if you spend send out a thousand leaflets and you only get three people come back going, yeah i'll give it a go you know that's worth it
2: yeah you got to take sacrifices i took loads of sacrifices i've been gone like my social life to begin with probably mm. didn't have a lot of social yeah. life i was saying no to mates going out saying no to this no to that because one i couldn't afford it and two i knew i knew i needed to put the grafts in like weekdays evenings so, oh do you want to go out do this and do that no, because i've got to go and deliver i've got to make this i've got to do this to, otherwise the business will not never happen if i keep saying yes yeah and i need my money to put into the business what's exactly. the biggest sacrifice you think you've made to date what's up? oh I'm just... uh, when i first started out a lot, a lot of my mates were like going out the weekends i barely i didn't think i nearly went out every any mm. weekends for like three months mm. Um,
0: even more even, go, yeah i was gonna say longer than that there was times really, there's times where you know it's always the way that you know when you when you've got somebody like we're saying before about you know if you've got somebody's working every day and getting their wage because they're on a contract and they're full-time or whatever and they do their hours and they finish on a friday evening and they want to go out and have a drink so you go out and have a drink but you're doing your you still doing your work on a Saturday or on a Friday evening or whatever if you've got something like we used to run our boot camps on a Saturday morning you know and I still to have to get up at eight o'clock I need to be at you know meet Johnny at nine o'clock we need to you know get set up and everything ready to go you know there's no chance I'm going to be out till one two in the morning getting pissed with friends yeah that's fun and it's good to do but you know it's it also as well is that this is also fun and good to do. And also it's, it's something that's growing the business and, and it, you know, it's helped well, help Johnny out with his business and everything else. But the, the thing is, is it's sacrificing that social side, but also I think as well as actual just time. I think time is probably for me when I did it, I was just, you know, was using my evenings, doing the website it was yeah, you right. know, marketing stuff. We were getting stuff on social media. Yeah. You know, it's, it's actually just, just, using that time to do it but it wasn't like you've we said right at the start it's not it's actually you know loving what you're doing is not you didn't feel like it was i was missing out because i was like this is what i love doing and and the fact that things were, were going well and, and to be fair you know we were very lucky to be fair very successful you I know think, i would not say we
2: were lucky i thought we put in the graph to get the people
0: well out. yeah okay yeah fair enough it's but what I mean is, is that well, more than anything, I, I appreciate that we were um, when we started it. People actually wanted to to come along, and people, you know, tried it out and thought, do you know, what this is really good, really good fun Saturday morning, and and then we just it just grew and grew and grew. People just like, oh, can you do a midweek one? I'm, I'm struggling to get here on a Saturday. It's like, yeah, fine. And then we ended up with like 50 people in a field, like trying to do you know, all this stuff, and it was like, and it was. Mm-hmm. know it's great and then but the thing was what we found as well was another thing was we were the first doing it in the area and that's why you know and then there popped up three or four others in we did it in two different areas We did it in my my hometown and did it in johnny's hometown and in each of those just popped up there was like three or four others that just popped up because we they knew that we were we were hitting a market that was um that was was quite you know fairly lucrative or 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 that people were willing to do it um and then there's you've got to be aware of competition and and accept that as well you've got to accept there's going to be competition and there's going to be people that will do that and try and steal your clients or do whatever you know that type of thing but um but yeah you know that's that's the thing what what about you sally what what did you feel that what was your kind of sacrifice sacrifice
1: big sacrifice um I think, to be fair, it's probably where I'm sat right now. I'm sat at home in my parents' house. I had to move back from London because I racked up a bit of debt. I couldn't really afford to live in London anymore. I had to move back home, just bear and and grin it, Um, take over the home office, and I've I've been here for the last year. Um, I think, yeah, moving back home, saving money, doubling down on my business, spending more time here, doing a lot less social um, I think that was probably the biggest sacrifice. And I'm thirty. I was 33 years old when I moved back. I'm 34 now. So, I mean, it, it, and I, I speak to a lot of people who who are in a similar position where they don't want to move back home because they don't want to feel like other people look down on them. <laughs> do you know what? I don't really care. I they're not running my business. They've got nothing to do with my business. They're not going where I'm going. I'm 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 in this for myself. You know, I've got to do what's best for me. Um, so I had I had to make that sacrifice, and it was the biggest decision because I hate hate living at home. If I'm being honest, I don't I don't like it. Um, it's it's easy, it's 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 comfortable because I don't have to pay any rent or anything. Uh, I chip in here and there, but for me to be able to do the best in my business and be the best version of myself, I needed to spend that time. I needed that that grounding. Um, and now I'm in a really good spot that I am moving back up to London in a few months' time once we're over this. Um, and I'm going to be in a very good spot financially as well, and for my business because I've I've grafted the whole the whole of this year. Excellent, excellent.
0: Yeah, probably my biggest sacrifice. Yeah, good man. And, and that's the thing. And sometimes, you know, it's it's not it's not taking those sacrifices as if as if like you're taking a step back. If if anything for you, oh, no. it was more of a step forward, wasn't it?
1: It was a massive step forward for me, and I was just and I was actually excited at the time to come back to be like yes. Mm. I can be, I, and I had this whole plan out for the next six months when I moved back and you know, I've done it, I've implemented it and I've, and I've grafted at it, um, yep. so yeah.
0: Good, good. No, 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 no. Excellent. Again, another another great podcast guys, you know, again it's I think that people will, you know, this will resonate with people even if they have either own their own business and and you know, and can recognise, you know, and understand that that struggles that they've also gone through, but also as well as setting the the expectations for people that when they, you know, if they do want to go out on their own and do their own thing, um, because it's not it's not the easiest thing. But again, surround yourself with like minded people and and be be willing to put the graft in. Then then it's you know it's uh it's good. So thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. We'll see you again next week. Um, and uh, yeah, appreciate your time and uh, see you then. Take care. Okay, guys. Take care, guys. Bye. Peace.